0: Happy second week of November, Bankless Nation. David,
1: what time is it? It's the Friday Weekly Roll-Up, where we roll up the entire week of crypto. It's my favorite part of the week, is when we get to talk about all the crypto things, all the fun things that happened, and there's always fun thing that's happening. And then we get to talk about it for way too long, and that's why these shows (laughs) go for an hour and a half. That's right, but you know, it's really fun. It's like a way to digest everything
0: that's going on It actually puts me at peace because every single week in crypto like I feel like this frenzy of frenetic activity And then after the weekly roll-up, I'm like, ah I've absorbed it now. I know what's going on like and that's why I enjoy this time, too Other than that, it's just it's also fun. There's so much going on, but like I feel like the box is checked Mm -hmm. I got through another week of crypto and I absorbed as much material as I could.
1: Yeah, listeners think that we know all of these things before we talk about them, but no, we're, we're just learning <laughs> as we read them aloud. And so let's That's go right. ahead and get started with that, huh? Guys, some hot topics this week, including
0: the ENS airdrop. All right, so if you have a dot .eth, you probably had a right to claim some ENS tokens and those skyrocketed in price. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the potential of other airdrops as well. MetaMask Confirms? with a token. Question mark question mark question mark (laughs) discord teasing ethereum integration they did some teasing too their ceo nonetheless and then they kind of rug pulled it so let's talk about that a little bit uh tim cook is he bullish on crypto david and also bankless is launching a new podcast what yeah we are because we need another podcast wait are you doing your own podcast oh You'll have to tune into the full roll-up to hear all the details. Ryan's doing a podcast, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Yes, right, sure. Uh, A few things we've got to mention before we get into it. The first is this. Look at this. Uh, This just dropped um, last week, this week. It's still going on. This is the bankless. We're going to make it hoodie, dude. I got a hoodie. I also got a t-shirt, you can get both of those. This is a Bankless DAO Metafactory collaboration drop. And if you recall, these things only last for like a week or so. Actually, this is your last day to get this. Wow, okay, I'm just reading that now. November 12th is the last day. So if you want this hoodie, if you want the shirt, go ahead and pick it up. Of course, you put in your MetaMask and there's also some robot for you waiting on the other side uh, yeah. eventually.
1: So People love the shirts, the, the bankless shirts that I'm wearing out at these crypto conferences. And every time I yeah, tweet about they're it, awesome. and they're like, hey, like, where can I get that shirt? And I'm like, yo, like it's too late. You missed and so it. That's uh. why you always have to get every single drop because you don't know if you're going to want it in the future or not. So you, it's, it's insurance, right? You got to get every single drop. So It, it is scarce, right? Mm-hmm. You only
0: have a specific time window. Right? If you don't get it there, it never comes back. It's right? gone.
1: And yeah, this gone is scarce forever. merch. Yeah, so that sale ends tonight at midnight eastern uh 9 p.m. Uh, pacific time so if you are listening to this on friday morning you don't have too long to get this and if it's saturday you're too late should listen to these on friday <laughs> Oof, <laughs> sorry yeah. guys you're not going to make it you know, to the weekend make it dope. t-shirt
0: <laughs> but you are going to make this i think you have some extra time for this uh this is dharma go sign up for their smart contract wallet its a mobile app it's super easy Uh, connect your bank account to Dharma in like 10 minutes. You can go from bank account all the way to DeFi. So do this and then invite a friend because waiting for you on the other side is $50 in ETH and that is deposited I I think relatively instantly. You just have to trade $500 worth of tokens. So good place to start with DeFi. Bank to bankless in 10 minutes and make sure you click the bankless link in order to get this code and get the $50 in ETH on the other side. That's where it's waiting for you. Great user experience too. Yes, I mean these wallets are getting it's extremely impressive. This, guys, for if you are new in this space, this technology was not available a yep. year ago. Right. Or like two years ago or like oh my god, three right. years ago, this would have been beyond magic. our wildest dreams. Magic. It's pure magic, so, yeah. Yeah. It's pure magic. We're living in the future. Uh go check this out. Even if you have other wallets, like it's good to have a Dharma wallet mm. as well. Um all right. Also, David, we're doing yes. office hours. I'm excited for this. Tell me what's I'm going really on. For, what's yeah. this?
1: Office hours with Ryan and David. So this is a, a premium member perk. Uh, and so we get a ton of requests uh, for people to just want to, like, ask us simple questions. We don't really have time for everyone's questions. But if you are a premium member, we are setting aside 90 minutes to chat with you and answer all of your questions. If you are trying to get into crypto, I know it's you want those trusted resources to ask all of your questions that like maybe they're noob questions. Maybe you, you don't know, but you want to want to ask the people that you're comfortable with asking maybe that's me and ryan and so if you are a bankless premium member we are doing office hours november 19th from 4 p.m to 5 30 p.m eastern time this is going to be the last friday of every single month this is going to be a reoccurring thing uh, except for this month because of thanksgiving and then also except for next month because of the holidays but after that every last friday of the month we're going to have office hours for bankless premium subscribers going to be in the premium discord so if you want to take part in that q a session sign up for bankless premium so we can answer your questions. Yeah, you sign
0: up for Bankless Premium, you get a link to the Discord, and then we'll open this channel to you. And I and, uh, should emphasize too, like, noob questions welcome, yep. right? If you have just something you think is like, you know, a dumb question or mm. too stupid to ask, no or something questions. that's just taking too long to research on Google, that's where you can ask the question, right? And uh, we, we are happy to answer, and so is the, the Bankless team, the rest of the Bankless staff. All right, David, let's get to it, man. Market time, let's there's always stuff happening in
1: the markets. What's Bitcoin doing? to us or for us this week. Well, remember how it was all-time high last uh, week, last week, Ryan? Oh yeah, did that happen? All-time high week this week, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Bitcoin painted a new all-time high of $68,640. Almost hitting that magic magic meme number of sixty nine thousand dollars, not quite there. Uh, tumbled up uh, tumbled a little bit off the high, currently at sixty-five thousand three hundred dollars. Uh oh no, it no, excuse me. It's sixty four thousand seven hundred dollars. It dropped a little bit since last I checked. Overall up three point six percent on the week. So Bitcoin, all-time high week for Bitcoin, congrats. Do you know what our friend Raoul Paul said when we had him on in what, August or so? We were like, hey,
0: give us some price targets, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking he'd be very, you know, like vague and not give a time horizon. He's like Boom 100k bitcoin, end of year 10k eth, end of year. Yep, mic drop. Yep, and we're it, getting close, it feels
1: very much within striking distance. Yeah, we are within mm-hmm. striking
0: distance to Raoul Paul's numbers, and uh, you know, that that didn't seem as likely a few months ago. What's
1: ETH doing for us? ETH, same story, also all time high week, hitting a new high of four thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars immediately after hitting that high, it tumbles. down to $4,500. It's crazy to see Ether make $350 moves inside of like one hour.
0: Think how crazy that is. I didn't even think
1: about that. Do you remember when ETH was below $350? That would have meant dropping to zero, sir. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) after tumbling $350 down to the low, low price of $4,500, it has since reclimbed up to $4,730 at the time of recording, overall up almost 4% on the Week so Ether new time all time high Bitcoin all time high all time high week Uh, and also uh, a little uh, something behind the scenes but like the Bankless uh, podcast downloads charts looks like the the Bitcoin and Ether charts right now so we are also Bankless except
0: it doesn't go down except it doesn't go down that is true yeah up up only (laughs) on the Bankless lessons yeah Uh do do you know what okay so uh, you know two things one 5K continues to elude us Mm -hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Every, every other day when I when Gassardly I see kind of 5K. like a run-up, I'm just like, 5K today, question right. mark, and I throw it out on Twitter, and it doesn't happen. So me, that's a top signal. Maybe I should stop doing that <laughs> and like doing the Anthony Sassano thing. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing I'll say is like this drop, this sudden 350... Um, uh, dollar drop mm-hmm. in the price of ETH. Bitcoin got hit too. Was this like what were the rumors going around? I saw like Evergrande or something, some sort of weird fud, whatever. I just pay no attention to these things because they're so temporal and temporary. It didn't matter. Do you think that was just a and you know an explanation? I have no clue, for dude. the price. I have yeah. no clue. Right? It, like yeah. it
1: barely it barely dropped below where it started in the week, and so like it went from like super high to just really high. Uh, like maybe it was Evergrande. I don't know. I just think it's. Fine at this point <laughs> just don't try to explain these things yeah. right mm.
0: sometimes bots leverage mm. traders right. games in the short run you'll see moves like this yeah since, you only see uh, no moves like deal. this when
1: you zoom in on the on the one-week charts like when you zoom out on the one-year charts it doesn't actually show up let's do it
0: yeah I'm gonna zoom out on the. One like year you can't actually back.
1: see it yeah like it's not there anymore like it's gone it was, wow look at that up and to the right can you go down to the very bottom of that up and to the right trend right uh, a little bit to like past sometime between November and September where it just starts linearly going up right there okay so yeah around the early in october we have just been linearly up into the right like yeah perfectly like, that's crazy that's crazy yeah okay, this is stair stepping mm-hmm. i guess like <clears throat> if each of these stairs are little uh
0: hilltops little mountains we're just stair stepping out that's a really interesting looking chart let's right. zoom out a little further though look at that that is this is not logarithmic but not, you know yeah, you can hit that log oh, do you remember hit that do you log remember? button at the, on the bottom i'm not i want to see it in linear first you remember 2018 yes this was the high my friend burned into my look brain. at it just a tiny little tiny little
1: blip yeah so tiny little but fa- famously there's like a the, there's a, a the trader trader memes is when like the top of the previous market cycle just doesn't actually show up anymore on, <laughs> on linear view you can still see it but it's getting small it's getting you know pretty small do you know what's crazy is um
0: I was listening to your uh, Griff Green, mm-hmm. um, Layer Zero, Layer zero yeah. which is great, by the way. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, do you remember the Dow crash?
1: Yeah. It, went, what, it hit
0: went 20. From, right. uh-huh. You can't even see can't, on the chart. Can't so see this was it's, like the massive, uh, like, with moment where we're effed it's over mm-hmm. when the dow collapsed and eth price totally lost like 50 60 70 80 percent of its value mm-hmm. basically in a very short time span like a month time period right. of time you can't even see on this flip, chart flip. all right it's hit gone. hit that log button
1: just just to appease appease me and the, the viewers yeah it's look at that that is sustainable dude months. that is look, look how like vertical the price action was in 2017 right at that blow off top and look how not vertical it is right now like that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool. This seems very sustainable. Are we falling in love with charts right now? Should we get someone on the Bankless podcast to like chart with us, David? Uh, perhaps, perhaps. I'm in conversations right now with Ben Cohen, who I believe, last I checked, just said that he's down to come chart with us on Tuesday. So, status charty chart show ben. on the Bankless uh, live stream. Uh, we don't do chart. We don't know. do charting very often.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a special treat. And yep. like I, I do feel like it's uh it's kind of like candy. It's, a, it's it's a, you know, I'll partake in it every once in a while. Yeah but I know it's not really good for me, <laughs> do you know? But like every once in a while, I'll indulge myself. So that's what's happening. Hopefully next Tuesday, we'll have a charting show mm-hmm. at State of the Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, another chart, ETH Bitcoin ratio, or
1: what are we looking like? Yeah, in comparison to where we were at last week, we are up just a tiny little smidge. We were at 0.7, uh, 0.0728 last week. We are at 0.073, so up basically like 1% on the week, overall kind of flat, but flat at a very very high level. We're yeah, of, we're, we're, we're
0: kind of. I guess we're looking at uh, to see if we can beat the the highs of the year mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on the ratio. And it um, looks like we're still getting close, yep. right? The highs are yep. 0. 0, uh, 0. 0.08. Yep. Yep. So uh, that, that will open. be a fun
1: day when that breaks. Uh, total locked value above 100 billion. Mm-hmm. Ryan likes to see that. $112 billion locked in DeFi. You know what's interesting about this week on total locked value in DeFi, Ryan? Uh, what's interesting M- maker Dao, number one it has what? been a long time since maker, maker Dow is the number one hello, old yes friends. hello welcome back to the King's Thrones <laughs> uh, maker that t- the, did you see there there was a uh somebody minted uh I can't oh did I put that tweet in there oh yeah I did put that, that tweet in there I don't know if you pulled it up or not um, uh, I don't think I did. But yeah, so, so uh, I one, it. one per single person, and it, 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 I believe this is uh, Celsius, actually. Celsius, the, the lending app, uh, unconfirmed though, minted $150 million of DAI. one Wait, sing- Celsius did this? Celsius minted $150 million with a liquidation price of 3,150 Ether, which is a pretty high number. Uh, but yeah, Celsius minted $150 million, and that's why MakerDAO is number one in the TVL charts today.
0: Well, that's super interesting, actually, and that's interesting on a number of levels. Not just Maker number one, but Celsius doing the minting. Right. That's kind of DeFi mullet thesis. Celsius mm-hmm. being sort of mm-hmm. like a blockfi, like a crypto yep. bank, if you will, mm-hmm. and they're doing something to generate yields. Now yep. they're using DeFi protocols, right? Yep. Protocol sync. Yeah. This, this is actually uh,
1: not new. Celsius has always been minting uh, with Maker just for no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, this is an old thing. But like a hundred million, hundred fifty million dollars is that's the new thing. Like that's a large yeah. number. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I, that's that's news to me too, though. Okay, let's talk about the uh, DPI DeFi Pulse Index. Was it a good week for DeFi? What do oh, you, think, you bet it was. Started at three hundred and seventy dollars, currently clocking in at four hundred and ten dollars, up nine percent on the week. Even hit a high of four hundred and forty-two dollars before that big drop. Uh, so yeah, DPI strong performance this week. DeFi is back, baby. It's too soon
0: to say. <laughs> David's knocked, knocking I just, on I just wood. Knocked on wood. Yeah. It's too soon to say, but you know what? <laughs> tells us the truth is mm-hmm. the DeFi to eth ratio here
1: it's, <laughs> it's ratio? yo at this point flat is up it was flat this week the D, dpi at this versus point, ETH, flat is up yeah. if
0: that's not the most capitulation <laughs> coke sentence i've ever heard
1: <laughs> the dpi versus eth pair did not go down this week it held its ground in fact it is up 0.4 percent So congratulations to DPI. I wish I had some skis so I could ski down that (laughs) That hill, David. Yeah, you'd be going real fast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Let's talk about BED, which is the the ultimate split where you get a third, a third, a third, a third Bitcoin, a third ETH, and a third
1: DPI. What are we looking at on the week? Yeah, very strong performance by the BED index, which, of course, illustrates the market as a whole. And the market as a whole was up 6.3% this week. Started the week at roughly $182, currently clocking in at $195. And if you want to get some BED, you can go buy it or mint it at indexcoop.com slash BED. Sleep comfy in bed. If crypto's stressing you out because of the volatility, the bed index is meant for you. So get comfy in bed. I
0: love this chart, man. It's just so much more muted than like Bitcoin mm-hmm. and ETH and DPI. Kind yeah, because it's just like up only. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yes, exactly. And it's less like up and then down. Right. And it's, it's just mm-hmm. like, it looks like the adult in the room here. Uh, <laughs> good job, bed. <laughs> good job, bed. Nice. Let's talk about this. This mm-hmm. happened and I barely remember it. So apparently last week, crypto market cap just topped three trillion dollars Mm three trillion dollars um wow where does this end david where are we going to end this uh this cycle over 10 if you believe if you believe in cycles over 10 over 10 absolutely over 10
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that's easier to call now i feel like but like 3 trillion Uh 12 months ago 18 months ago Mm -hmm. i remember i remember
1: uh, uh in December of 2017, we crossed a trillion dollar crypto market cap in, in the ICO mania. And I remember asking my friends, like, all right, like, guys, like, bets on when we cross 10 trillion dollars. And I think I remember, like, saying May. <laughs> Six <laughs> months later. <laughs> yeah. You I know, was wrong. Like, I was the top.
0: But you know what? Like, um, this is how the human brain works, right? Mm. So, like, uh, do, do you remember... Let's see. 18 months ago, again, um, people started us included started calling for like ETH to 10K. Right. Right. Yeah. Now when I post, hey, ETH is still on the road to 10K. Everyone's like, that's FUD. 10K. 10K 10K is
1: bearish. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're like, 10K is bearish. You know. Mm -hmm. Now, now people are calling for 100K. And this is how.
1: The market it psychology works, work. right? Yeah, market
0: psychology. It's always like now, 10, $10 trillion dollars because we're at three trillion. That feels very mm-hmm. rational. Obviously, it's going to 10 trillion. You can't be wrong with that prediction, sir, right. Yeah, uh, right? But like, if you were to say 100 trillion, that would be crazy. And if you were to say, hey, it's going back to 100 billion, mm-hmm. that would also be crazy,
1: right? So, this is how it always works every single cycle, right? Bullishness, are moved. bullishness begets bullishness, begets bullishness. People are like, oh, this thing's one dollar. Well. If it can get to $2, it could probably get to like $5. And if it could get to $5, it could probably get to $10. And then this just goes and goes and goes. Like, oh, I get $10, I get to $100. And at some point, like, it just all blows up, right? Like, this turns into like this, it turns on just like the this very ingrained, like speculative fervor that humans have. But again, when I said, when, I, when we looked at the slope of Bitcoin and Ether, very sustainable, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but maybe we will. Yeah,
0: I agree. And, you know, there's different sectors now in crypto where Mm -hmm. things can bubble where other things are not bubbling. Um, Let's talk about this, though. I I saw this chart, so I'm going to put out a fantastic report. And this is um, a graph of how long it took some major companies and also Bitcoin to reach a 500 billion dollar valuation. That's a lot. So it took Apple about 36 years to do that, to hit five hundred billion dollars in market cap and total value it took amazon less time 23 years it took tesla 17 years it took google just over 14 facebook did it in 13 you could see the trend here bitcoin did it in 12 years mm-hmm. to 500 billion dollars eth just did it in six years All right ETH, okay
1: eth is the only chart that you see here that did it in less than half the time of the the other examples on the chart absolutely that's crazy this is i think this is um i mean
0: what are we saying here like somebody could say well the value of the dollar is not what it used to be okay sure that's that's some effect but i think what we're really seeing is the difference between like these computing revolutions here right so you see like an apple which was a massive revolution in compute but it was physical like physical computers, like the PC revolution, it led that, and then the led uh, mobile. And then we get like kind of the internet with the Google and the Facebook and the, and the Amazon, right? And that's a revolution in it of itself. Now we have the network revolution, the network economy that this has turned into. And this is where you see ether and Bitcoin and how fast the growth can be in these economies is absolutely astounding. This is like
1: blitz scale growth here. Yeah, and there, there's such a such a strong story to be told here. First off, the pace of innovation of not just crypto but uh, overall innovation always gets faster and faster and faster. And when we start these shows, we always say such a crazy week in crypto. Well, when a network grows to $500 billion valuation in the most record time, 5.8 years, like that's because there's always so much stuff happening. And this actually reminds me of that line that we said with uh, Josh Rosenthal in our crypto renaissance podcast. The crypto renaissance, the, rena- the the actual renaissance took time because you actually had to build out the printing presses and then it had to actually diffuse out from a central point. Internet, the Ethereum, is actually build, being built on another network. So it's a network on top of a network. It's being birthed across the globe uh, globally. And like also it's not just Bitcoin where there's only BTC. Like you can do any assets, any NFTs, whatever on Ethereum. And so this, this malleability, this open sourceness, this permissionlessness of Ethereum allowed it to be the fastest growing network uh, in history, which is pretty cool. Totally.
0: Yeah. Chris Dixon made the point when we had him on that, um, like the internet, something like Ethereum is a network of networks, yes. right? Yes. All of these other examples are companies. These are companies. And so they're permission, you have to hire employees. Like with Ethereum, people just work for Ethereum for free. They, they, they set up shop there. Right? They don't have to be hired. And so it is continuously expanding in all of these directions at once. So no wonder we're seeing this level of growth. Uh, David, this is uh, your take. This is from actually Coinbase. I believe this is their uh, quarterly, quarterly report. earnings yep. report. Yeah, what happened here?
1: Yeah, so last quarter, it was the first quarter that Ether volume uh, was the number one traded asset on Coinbase for the first time ever, pr- uh, passing Bitcoin. Uh, and this quarter, it happened again. So for two quarters in a row, Ether, the number one most traded asset on coinbase
0: what is a definition of monetary premium right and what is money Uh, one of the definitions that we've talked about since like early in the podcast uh, a couple years ago was liquidity Mm -hmm. depth of the order book is basically a good definition of money and this is always something that Bitcoiners have have said for a long time right like what why is Bitcoin money it's because it is the most saleable good the most liquid asset well, it's interesting when Ether starts to surpass uh, Bitcoin on the exchanges. Um, mm-hmm. Hard to deny now that Ether is money, and it meets the same criteria for money that Bitcoin did. Although there was a lot of denial of that in 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel
1: somewhat vindicated on that whole Ether is money thing. David, how about you? I, yeah, 100%. And I'd like to see the, the numbers for other exchanges because centralized exchanges is where Bitcoin finds its liquidity and Ether can also find its liquidity there. It's finding its liquidity there. It's the most liquid uh, asset on Coinbase and that's not even counting all of the liquidity in DeFi. And so if you want to add the global liquidity of Ether, you have to add the centralized exchange liquidity of which at least Ether is dominating on Coinbase and it's also clearly dominating in DeFi because it's all on Ethereum. Ether, the most liquid asset of all time. Yeah, it, it, it seems to be the case. Uh, all right, guys, we got a lot more to
0: talk about. We're going to get to releases, of course, and the news of the week. Man, there's so much news to talk about, too. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible.
1: Gemini is the world's most trusted cryptocurrency exchange. I've been a customer of Gemini since I first got into crypto in 2017, and it's been my main exchange of choice to make my crypto buys and sells. Gemini is available in all 50 states and in over 50 countries worldwide. And on Gemini, there are markets for over 30 various different crypto assets, including many of the hot DeFi tokens. And it's one of the few exchanges that has liquid die markets. Gemini just launched their Earn program, where you can earn up to 7.4% interest on 26 various crypto assets. If you're tired of paying fees in DeFi, or you don't want to worry about DeFi exploits, but you still want to earn interest on your crypto assets, Gemini Earn is the product for you. Another product I'm stoked to get my hands on is the Gemini Crypto Back Credit Card, which gives you 3% cash back on all of your purchases, but paid to you in your preferred crypto asset. When I get my Gemini credit card, I'm going to make sure that I get my cash back in ETH. So whenever I buy something, I get a little bit of ETH bonus back to me at the same time. You can open up a free account in under three minutes at Gemini.com/goBankless. And if you trade more than $100 within the first 30 days after sign-up, you'll be gifted a free $15 Bitcoin bonus. Check them out at Gemini.com/goBankless. The Aave protocol is a decentralized liquidity protocol on Ethereum which allows users to supply and borrow certain crypto assets. Aave version two has a ton of cool features that makes using the Aave protocol even more powerful. With Aave, you can leverage the full power of DeFi money Legos, yield and composability all in one application. On Aave, there are a ton of assets that you can supply to the protocol in order to gain yield. And all of those same assets can also be borrowed from the protocol if you have supplied collateral. Here you can see me borrowing 200 USDC against my portfolio of a number of different DeFi tokens and ETH. I'll choose a variable interest rate because it's a lower rate than the stable interest rate option, but I could choose the stable interest rate option if I wanted to lock in that interest rate in permanently. V2 also features the ability for users to swap collateral without having to withdraw their assets, trade them on Uniswap, and then deposit them back into Aave. With Ave, users can do this in one seamless transaction, saving you time and gas costs. Check out the power of Ave at Ave.com. That's A-A-V-E dot com. All right,
0: guys, we are back talking about releases today. David, let's start here. The, the ENS airdrop. This is the big one. Big airdrop. Maybe airdrop of the year. I don't know if that's too much, but it feels that way. Oh, certainly because so far, yeah. Yeah, because if it's like like how many people actually receive this for one, but also the market cap of this thing has been absolutely extraordinary. We had the ENS guys on earlier this week, so take a listen to that podcast and, and take a look at that show if you want all of the details. But uh, what happened here, David? This is, by the way, our alpha alert. So anytime a really cool thing happens like this, an airdrop or something else, we send it out to Bankless Premium members so they get notified. But what was this airdrop? What happened this week?
1: Yeah, so this has been a long time coming and no one really knew that the ENS team was going to do an airdrop, but if you had been paying attention to ENS, you would understand that the mission and culture and values of ENS was to eventually have this thing managed by the community. Uh, and so I, I remember talking to, to Brantley Milligan forever ago when uh, they were talking when ENS was really getting uh, bootstrapped and talking about like oh so ENS sells domains in eth, but ENS does not want to be a company ENS wants to be a public utility and re- the reason why they have to sell domains is because of an anti sybil mechanism. If you don't buy, if you don't actually have to pay money for these things, somebody will just claim all of them. So they were selling ENS names, generating a treasury and now this protocol, the namespace of Ethereum is now this public good, and that doesn't, that specifically should not be managed by two people or a team of people, but instead should be managed by the broader uh, community of people that are stakeholders. And so this is just the perfect marriage between what we've all been talking about with DAOs and tokens and a public utility on Ethereum. Uh, so if you have an ENS name, uh that happened before the snapshot and the snapshot wasn't too long ago just a couple weeks ago um you can go claim your ens tokens uh there's a hundred million tokens are currently trading for about 60 60 dollars uh the average airdrop recipient got between like maybe a hundred to 300 tokens or so which is a pretty healthy amount uh and it, uh, there's a some few a few formulas with how your uh your token amount was calculated the longer that you've had your ENS name, the, the more tokens you get. The, the longer you've renewed it for, the more tokens you get. If you've actually registered your ENS name to an actual Ethereum address, you get even double, uh, double that. Uh, all that information is in the state of the nation that we did with the ENS team. Um, but this is, this is really foundational, Ryan. And I actually think that this is even more foundational than Uniswap. Uh, because ENS is something deeper and closer and more related to Ethereum, the protocol itself, than Uniswap is. They're both in the app layer, but Ethereum is really, or but ENS is really about the namespace of Ethereum. Uh, so I think that a lot of people wanted to comp- uh, compare ENS to something like GoDaddy, where you can register websites. It's even bigger than that. It's ENS is actually comparison to DNS, where like the coms of the world. And that is another, uh, DNS is another global public good that has to be managed by this private company. Instead, ENS is now uh, being managed by the people that are using it. And so the ENS DAO is now being handed over to everyone that has a .eth address. So we are all now managers of this open public good system. Yeah, so like something like GoDaddy is
2: just
0: an app on top of, of DNS, right? It's not DNS itself. And and so reminding folks what this .eth address is, it's basically just a human readable name for your, your Ethereum address. And recall, an Ethereum address, okay, one model of that is as a bank account. It's what we talk about so often. It's just like your self-sovereign bank account. But more than a wallet, more than a bank account, more than a vault, it's also your self-sovereign identity, and it's becoming more like a passport uh, every every single day. So we talked with Brantley and Nick about the ability to sign on with Ethereum. I think these addresses are going to become increasingly important to individual identity in this whole Web3 world, right? So you're storing your NFTs, you're storing your tokens inside of your uh, ETH address if I want to send... Um, some ETH to you, David, or some tokens to you, and an NFT to you. It's very easy. I, I know you have David Hoffman I could just do that very easily, rather than this like um, public pu- public key with all of these like right. characters. Right. Um, so very cool stuff, you know, one thing that blew my mind though is the price on this thing Yes, okay. Yes. So like I know, you know, Nick and, and Brantley weren't the ones to t- talk price But let's see you and I talk price here mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. second because mm-hmm. this really surprised me All right. So like here's the market cap of this thing and this is uh, not fully diluted market cap This is just like I guess market cap that is unlocked up in supply But here we are in coin market cap and we hit 1.3 billion dollars um, some highs of probably over seven billion dollars in fully diluted market cap for this. I think the
1: peak was eight billion dollars. Yeah, it's, it peaked out at eight dollars. Yeah.
0: Why? Do you understand? Like, what? Like, so why is this thing valuable to people? Right. So, like, if you sign the constitution to get your drop, which I did, um, it's basically like a not. It's kind of a nonprofit, mm-hmm. right? You have governance rights in this thing. You've been given a responsibility. Why do you think people are valuing it at? six seven eight billion dollars
1: I, I definitely want to answer that question but i want to answer that question at the very end because it'll be easier to to explain that um And so some of the dynamics, just to fill listeners in about what what happened here is like the ENS token got airdropped. Then there was a bunch of shenanigans with the Uniswap uh, uh, contract because everyone who didn't have ENS wanted to buy it. But there were zero liquidity at the very start. And so if you were watching the Uniswap, like it would go like for a moment, ENS, one ENS token was worth $577,000, $100,000. And so like for a f- brief moment in time, everyone was like a billionaire just by this weird proximate of there being like no liquidity in Uniswap. Eventually, liquidity came in, the market settled, and that's where we started some actual, to see some actual price discovery. Started around $20 to $30, uh, which is again a 2 to $3 billion valuation. And then it zoomed up to $80 per token. And now it's currently clocking in at just below $60 a token. But some really astonishing, like imagine just like releasing your thing and like it immediately, like it had no valuation. It, ENS had no public valuation. It was managed by Brantley, by Nick, these guys that were just like, eight people, just stewards of this thing, not taking profit and like not doing this for revenue, just managing this open protocol. And then boom, the token launches and it comes out at clocking in at a max of $8 billion. That's absolutely insane. And so like to unpack what this thing actually is, what ENS actually is, ENS is a public good. It is a public good for Ethereum. The namespace of Ethereum, if you could go back one tweet, Ryan, to, to my tweet, the namespace of Ethereum is a public good. What do we call all of us? Because you can't we like uh Ryan there's Ryan uh here and then there's also Ryan Selkis. We can't have two Ryans. One of them's got to be Ryan S uh Adams and one of them's got to be Ryan S Selkis, right? Like we need two You, you hear that Ryan Selkis. <laughs> there can't be two of us. Can't be two of us. You Sorry, guys need buddy. two different names. One of us is going down. You can't have con- conflicting names because we need to actually point to things. Only one entity per name. So that, that is called what is called a namespace where we label all of the entities that exist in Ethereum. And with the Ethereum name system, we actually get to put in human readable names around these uh, very complicated public addresses. And so the ENS is a public namespace around Ethereum, the, th- the system for collectively deciding how we name things. And this actually lends itself to how blockchains work. ENS is a consensus system. It's a consensus for all identifying how we name all the things. Just like how a blockchain comes to consensus, ENS is a public goods that comes to consensus about how we name all the things. So just like Ethereum itself, ENS is a public good that needs to be protected from free riders. And this is the magic of Ethereum. This is why this gets me so excited. Ethereum as a protocol, like you said, a network of networks, Ethereum as a protocol is finally able to price in public goods in ways that we've never seen before. So like clean water, clean air, the free market doesn't do a very good job of like pricing in those those free resources. ENS is a resource, a a system that is now establishing a market value, which is somewhere between four and eight billion dollars right now. And And just how like proof of stake and proof of work is the protection around blockchains, the value of the ENS token is the protection around the Ethereum name system. Uh, and so Ethereum is unlocking the free market to actually finally price a public utility. And so Ryan, to answer your question about why this is so valuable, it's because we don't know how valuable this thing is. We have never been able to price public goods like this. And so like, and then like th- 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 the the bullish side of that is like, oh my God, we don't know how to price these things. Like the last thing I learned that we didn't know how to price was Ether and like the, the sky's the limit on that one. The other, the bear case is that these are public goods. Like it's actually really hard to like monetize public goods. That's actually why they're called public goods. So maybe they're not what, worth that much. This is going to be a grand experiment about finally pricing in some public goods for the first time ever. And I I think the price uh, action is really going to be emblematic of how well Ethereum can finally price these things that have always been left out of the market and ultimately cause a lot of human suffering. But that's a topic for a different day.
0: Yeah, that, there's a, you had a lot to say about I that day. There's, <laughs> there's a lot there. <laughs> I mean, one thing one point that Brantley makes is this, yeah, you were not dropped airdropped free money, you were airdropped responsibility. That's another way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ultimate question of of what you're saying is like the question of how to price a public good, mm-hmm. whether right now 6 billion dollars is overpriced or whether 6 billion dollars is is underpriced is ultimately decided by individuals who own ENS tokens, all right? Mm -hmm. And so you tweeted this out, raise your hand if you're holding your ENS drop. Uh, I choose to bear this responsibility. So the question to everyone who just received this, of which there are like 150,000 more, or about 150,000 or so ETH addresses that were eligible to receive this is, what you gonna do? It's worth $6 billion. You probably made thousands of dollars on this. I know people have made tens of thousands of dollars easily on this airdrop. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sell it? Are you going to hold? And if you're going to hold, are you going to bear the responsibility of, of voting? But it's awfully tempting to sell at these prices, is it not? And so what are people... Doing Mm -hmm. they're not selling, That's why price is going up A lot of people have decided that it's worth holding on to this thing could be more valuable in the future They want to participate in this network at any cost and so they're not selling but I've actually been pretty surprised At where supply and demand have kind of met Mm -hmm. with the valuation of this thing and to your point like nobody knows how to price it Okay, but like I feel like some things in crypto are definitely overpriced right now. I just Honestly, I don't know whether ENS is overpriced or underpriced. Like, it's a legitimate project. This is not smoke and mirrors. This could be insanely valuable. Uh, like team is fantastic. The distribution seems to be, and they distribute it to all a whole bunch of ETH bulls who have done well on ETH, and so they're going to be some of the last people to sell. But like, is it worth six billion dollars? I legitimately don't know. So let me ask you the question: Did you sell or did you hold, David?
1: Uh, so my two ENS names that I have, uh, state.eth and davidhoffman.eth, those private keys are in Seattle. <laughs> so uh, I am holding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I can't, can't so actually it's all hypothetical. Them. Yeah. But I actually, I have actually bought some in addition to that as well. And so I've actually doubled what my airdrop, uh, is worth, um, uh, by, wow. by buying some, uh, and I think I'm going to be holding that for for a good long while. Uh, and like, it's also really something that's really, if you're paying attention to the crypto Twitter sphere, something that's also emerges. There's a big like culture around <laughs> ENS right now, and I, I I I think it's just this very emergent property of everyone being really really excited about ENS. So like these memes are coming out in in the same uh, vein that we saw memes about like Chainlink and all these other memes. There's a there's a holding culture around ens right now which is like pretty damn cool that we're going to have we are going to have two moments of zen at the end of this podcast (laughs) so good and they are absolutely phenomenal there are two songs about ens and ens DAO. they are actually catchy and i i hope you guys stay tuned to the very end so you guys can can listen to that oh yeah how can you not
0: ens stands for everyone not selling Mm -hmm. i guess right that's the meme here
1: can i can i get you in on a little bit more hopium ryan
0: yeah well you know, you're gonna you gonna crank me up on more like ENS, more, more ens hope you okay am. convince me so i mm-hmm. i have a claim to now david mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. part of me thinks that this is a bit overvalued mm-hmm. my friend mm-hmm. i love ens as a project it's fantastic i'm incredibly bullish but why should i hold at these prices
1: how many funds do you think have purchased or invested in in ens VC zero. funds hedge funds, 0. 0 funds, 0 hedge funds. It's all no people. One's, no one's going to dump on me. No That's one what you're there's saying? no one to dump on you. It's all people all the way down. There's the only people that got the ENS tokens were people that were using the ENS system or were part of the ENS team which was like, you know, building the ENS system uh so yeah there's no one to dump on you like that's except oh, my friends except your friends except my friends except the your theory. friends right and so like this friends is like, dump on we, each can, other, we right? can pump this thing to the moon if we all agree <laughs> to not sell <laughs> this is how this works i
0: think it's a great project and look guys this is just another reminder to you of the value of using these protocols we've been saying this for the past like two and a half years okay use these protocols there's like we're not just saying there's, you'll be rewarded as in you'll learn a new skill and there'll be some educational rewards and it'll enrich your life. No, you get free money. Yeah. Like yeah. why are you not using these protocols, okay? Mm-hmm. Like when we say you're getting rewarded, you're literally getting airdropped money, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Tokens, value, responsibility as well, but these things have have value. So we, we, we published uh, an airdrop guide about Two and a half weeks ago now. So it had twenty five different opportunities. This was number sixteen, guys. So that that went to Bankless Premium members. That's another reason you should subscribe. I feel like we're uh, we're shilling the bankless premium. But like look, what's the ROI on that? Right. You spend $22 a week and you get a, a few thousand dollars a month? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> a week. Yeah. It would still be worth it though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did anyway. see a fantastic uh there there was I think we put a meme on the weekly roll up a number of uh, like a month or two ago about uh, somebody's daughter wearing one of the crypto the cypherpunk t-shirts in middle school. Yeah. That person's daughter got the ENS drop. No way. A middle schooler got a $20,000 ENS drop. We changed we haven't her talked life. About this. Yeah. Andrew Yang just got it. Andrew right? Yang got it. Like, we got to go, Andrew 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 Yang
0: Yang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go help Andrew Yang claim, claim mm-hmm. his airdrop. We should mm-hmm. put it in his address and see how much he got actually. Mm-hmm. But anyway, guys, airdrop season, really fun. I think this is the airdrop of the year. Yep. There's some great ones this year, DYDX, yep. but mm-hmm. nah, I don't know. This is really fun from Such. a distribution perspective. Absolutely. David. We gotta burn through these, man. We spent a lot of time on that, but uh, let's talk about this new podcast launch. We teased it in the intro. Overpriced JPEGs. What is happening here?
1: Oh, Ryan, this isn't you. This is Carly. No, this is not me. This it's is Carly Riley.
0: Yeah, newest host. You guys don't want to hear another podcast with
1: me in it. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> they probably. Those dudes probably do. Uh, yeah, no. Overpriced JPEGs with Carly Riley exploring the world of NFTs and the metaverse. We've always wanted an NFT podcast. Carly Riley's the person to do it. Uh, Ryan met Carly Riley while he was on the Yang Speaks podcast Carly Riley is the former finance manager for the Andrew Yang campaign sorry Andrew Yang for stealing your finance manager uh, but she's (laughs) great Uh, and uh, yeah so now she's starting her own podcast part of the Bankless Network Uh, and so there are links in the show notes to go subscribe to Overpriced JPEGs it's going to be on a different RSS feed than the Bankless podcast so you need to go subscribe to that it is going to come out on the Bankless YouTube so we're going to share the YouTubes uh, but Carly gets her own RSS feed Uh, And I'm really really stoked for this Carly is a fantastic content producer. She's a great speaker She's a ton of fun. Uh, And yeah, I'm really really excited for this. She's articulate. She she knows her stuff I yeah
0: I couldn't be more excited about the talent Mm -hmm. we're bringing in here and think of this as like the sister companion to Bankless Mm -hmm. this is if Bankless is so we're, we definitely talk about the metaverse and NFTs, and mm-hmm. you know but like the show is also called Bankless, so right. you know we're going to be coming back to DeFi and crypto money systems or these things. DeFi this is, is um, the sister yeah. that talks about NFTs in the metaverse mm-hmm. all the time, right? You need this in your life. Two episodes a week, one with a weekly recap, the other with interviews. You need this in your life, so go hit subscribe. If you like Bankless, you're going to love this. Um, all right, David, more releases. Across Protocol is live. This is like a hop. This is like a connects, this is a bridge, but they're doing something different. You could be a co-founder apparently. you join their Discord, you could be a co-founder. They've like created a DAO from inception in this thing. What's going on?
1: Yeah, across protocol I and mean, one of the many many protocols for bridging money across the layer 2. Uh, and so that's not everyone. I think by now people understand this. We got hot protocol. We got connects. There's also mover. Now there's a cross uh, just illustrating to you how uh, vibrant this market is going to be. There's going to be a lot of value to be won by whoever can win through in their market in their network effects to be the cross chain protocol. This one has this very interesting strategy of what they are calling a fair Fair launch. Um, fair launches are no longer fair. Uh, they've kind of been like played out and gamified. Uh, but this, uh, they're trying to do a brand new experiment, and I think this is this experiment by itself is going to be fun to launch, where they are going to mint a DAO token. And then, as a community, they're just going to like manually figure out how to, who to give it to, right? And so the community is going to determine the distribution, right? So not one person. This isn't top down. This isn't a retroactive airdrop which is getting farmed. This is going to be a, a very interesting disper- experiment to see like can the can we just mint a bunch of tokens and then collectively agree as to who to get the, who to give them to. Uh, and I think that's, it's humans all the way down, right? And so the human choices of this DAO as to how they're giving out the tokens and the, uh, the, if they can make sure that they do it correctly and not get corrupted along the way is going to be extremely bullish just for not only across cross, but all, all the concept of token distribution at, 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 in general. It's like, it kind of like throws it into the face, like, you know, retroactive airdrops, meh, yield farming, meh. Let's just pick and choose. Let's just put in the labor yeah. to pick and choose who gets the token.
0: Yeah, and w- w- what I've seen with something like this, it's going to be like meritocracy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, that, that word gets used a lot and it gets abused a lot, right? And it's like, our company's a meritocracy. Right. No, it's yeah. probably not it's, yeah. really a meritocracy. This is going to be much more like a meritocracy because I've seen these DAOs in the early stages, how they work is basically you join a Discord, okay, you're co-founder. I joined the Discord, I'm a co-founder. I don't have time to like figure out everything the DAO needs i don't i'm like involved in other DAOs, but i'll be kind of a small like time co-founder i guess but if you want to figure out exactly what the DAO needs take a leadership role start contributing start actively doing things for the DAO. you can quickly rise up the ranks and you'll get rewarded on the other side this is like the create your own job path and people would be surprised at how many of these opportunities now exist in crypto and it's pretty unique it's unique like you don't find this in the regular economy i'm gonna join a discord i'm gonna figure out what's needed i'm gonna create my own job based on what like it's it's a form of network entrepreneurship right you join a network you be a entrepreneur in that network and you create your own job. That's what's happening in these DAOs and I think that's what across is doing.
1: I've always thought that the most bullish DAOs are the ones that figure out how to collapse the cost of contribution down to the absolute minimum. So anything totally. can be can be contributed and a part of that is the incentive. And when you're very limited contribution of like, "Oh guys, I made a meme." And you actually like get some tokens out of that, like that's that's interesting. So that's fanta- fantastic fantastic yeah. experiment. Let's see how this plays
0: out. Absolutely. Okay. Coinbase. Uh, Brian Armstrong said that they would be the DeFi exchange we were hoping for. They just released the Coinbase wallet as a standalone browser extension. So you know how you have MetaMask in your desktop browser? Well, now you can also have Coinbase wallet. Uh, I haven't tried this yet, but I I need to. And it's good to see MetaMask having some uh, competition in this space. What are your thoughts, David?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Like more competition, the better. MetaMask uh, gets an unfair amount of flack for like basically supporting an entire ecosystems worth of like uh, support request tickets for things that are just outside of their control. And so there, there's They're been the a, front line. There's aren't there's, they? there's been a ton of hate on MetaMask lately, and it's totally unjustified. They are doing like yeah, they are doing they are spreading the mission, and it's just like unfortunate that they that the entire like, crypto web three funnel funnels down onto MetaMask, but congratulations to coinbase like this is this is your guys's win uh we want more browsers extensions I, I said at the beginning of this week that i think coinbase is turning a page uh, i think they have kind of figured their their shtick out and they are really like going hard into this whole web3 defi world and uh this is an example of that
0: yeah absolutely i mean we we went into the brian armstrong podcast and our mission was basically to say like hey it seems like coinbase hasn't Selected its strategy for what it's going to do in DeFi right with smart contracts and all of this. What is your strategy? Right? And I think Brian said I'm gonna double down on open credibly neutral protocols and this is an example of that So hopefully uh, these words are followed up with actions. We're starting to see them rocket pool Speaking of open
1: credibly neutral protocols
0: (laughs) So tell us about rocket pool staking your ETH in Mm rocket pool Um, What just launched and um, what's what's still unavailable to you, David?
1: Yeah, RocketPool mainnet has launched. So RocketPool is a decentralized staking as a service protocol. So if you want to stake your ether but you don't want to run a node, but you also don't want to trust anyone to run a node, RocketPool is a protocol for running nodes in a trustless fashion. Uh, and so it's a it's a home away from home with regards to e- staking your ETH. It, they have it's been a long time coming for Rocket Pool to get launched. They are finally live in a very limited capacity, kind of in the same way that like Arbitrum and Optimism have spun out their L2s in a very constrained fashion. RocketPool has started its mainnet in a constrained fashion. They've actually already hit their limit, but the the limit is going to be expanded and expanded and expanded over time. Uh, and so the Rocket Pool is going to be, I think, a very favorable place to stake your ETH. Ether, RocketPool has captured my love from a very beginning, from very early days in Ethereum. They've been around for since 2017, just building. And the cool thing about Rocket Pool is they have not cut any corners. They have stayed decentralized through and through. Uh, so like, there's no multisig, there's there's no no anything. Uh, and it's actually that strategy has, while it's very honorable, has actually cost them in adoption. But now that that they are here, now that they are alive, they are out the gate, and I'm really excited to see what Rocket Pool can do. So congratulations to the entire Rocket Pool team and the entire Rocket Pool community that is stuck uh, stuck with Rocket Pool. I think because of the values that Rocket Pool has upheld. So Really, really a nice day. Yep. You can't
0: stake your ETH with Rocket Pool right now, but as David said, these um, th- they're going to be expanding soon, so they're at their you limit. C- you but could have, right? But it, you got, you filled could have, it got filled up. It got filled up. It got filled up in the first 45 seconds as well, oh, and it was only like wow. 150 ETH, but they're going to, like every single phase, I think maybe on a weekly basis, they're going to uh, increase capacity, and they're just doing this to have a measured phased launch, so this will be available to everyone pretty soon. Um, speaking of being available to everyone pretty soon, David, mm-hmm. airdrop season. Airdrop okay? season, yep. This is Joe Lubin uh, responding to something uh, on Twitter. I'm a little, sure a little bit of drama, but it's head. kind
1: of aside from the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. So
0: aside from the story, the main point is um, he, he's hypothetically asking the question, are we driving towards decentralization? Uh, we are driving towards decentralization of seven, uh, several of our projects, Joe Lubin says, when mask Question mark. That's the MetaMask token, by the way. Stay tuned. And then he says something snarky. But that's the main yeah. thing. It's like, when mask, stay tuned. So this is a little tease MetaMask with an airdrop. Okay. This is like, this is like the industry's best kept secret. Like, it's going to happen, guys. What do you do to get this airdrop? All right. You use MetaMask specifically, use swaps, not financial advice. We don't know for sure. We, don't we have know no for sure. insider yeah. information. Mm-hmm. This could also not happen, but like, it could
1: happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <having laughs> I mean the Joseph Lubin, come true. <laughs> the leader yeah. of Consensus, which owns MetaMask, goes, when dollar sign masks, stay tuned. There was also another clip of the MetaMask, I think, community call answering this question, when token. They said, uh, we have no plans for a token, but we are actively in- investigating the best ways to engineer a token and also distribute like this. There's probably going to be a token. Uh, I used to think that it was just totally going to be off of the swaps because that's the only verifiable way that MetaMask oh, you can not that anymore i i, I th- mean i think, I think it's it's i i mean I, it can be a component it's definitely probably a component about it there's other ways too as well like but that involves like going into infura where metamask routes its orders and then collecting the addresses that have used infura to airdrop tokens there i think that distributions it's a very hard problem just by the nature of what metamask is metamask doesn't actually know what uh ethereum addresses are in it or not uh, and so that's why the swap feature is the only verifiable way to airdrop a MetaMask token. I think they're trying to spin up some sort of uh, alternative distribution plan because I think that the distribution for MetaMask is going to be really, really hard, um, but we're going to see how that goes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, just saying the ultimate guide to airdrops, I'm sure this was listed in it, MetaMask. Yep. Uh, let's see. That was number... Uh, that It's
1: in there. It's in there somewhere. It's in there.
0: It's in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, it's an honorable mention. Okay. So you're not oh, okay. just getting 25. You're getting like uh, 35, 40 or so airdrops in uh, the ultimate guide to airdrop, which was published by Bankless, Bankless Premium. You do that, you get that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about this. What is Die Wormhole, David? is another
1: release for the week. This is really, really cool. This is about the layer two ecosystem. And this is MakerDAO with one of the coolest innovations, I think, of one of the coolest innovations of the year. Uh, and so what this means is dye can now be minted on any of the L2s, you know, Arbitrum, Starknet, Fuel, no all, these, all these Layer 2s. And this is not die being minted on the layer one and being sent to the L2 via a cross chain, like hop, like cross, like uh connect or hop protocol. You're actually is, minting it. You are through mint- a wormhole. You are wormhole minting die wow. natively on the L2. And so it's coming out of the maker contracts out of L1, but being minted on L2. And so this, I, this there are some crazy cryptographic consensus magic going on here. Uh, but th- this is exactly why Rune Christensen was talking about the differences between layer two rollups and multi-sig bridges you could not have built a uh, wormhole through a multi-sig bridge you can only build a wormhole through a roll-up we're just we're just making up this wild wormhole is not a now? technical term by the way we are just making this up because that's a great metaphor no, but i'm getting the visual yeah uh, and mm-hmm. is this available now or is this uh, soon, okay? i think so um maybe i bet you I'm, i think maybe the contracts are live maybe the ui is not not quite there yet but yeah this is a fa- fascinating development where you like you can just birth an asset anywhere around the layer two ecosystem without having to use hop, without having to use connect. Not that using those things are bad, but it's just like, you know, efficiency but begets efficiency. I'm just paying layer two gas fees. I'm not paying yes. mainnet gas fees, yes. right? Yes. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's Min- wild. Minting die on L1 would cost over a hundred to $200. Minting die on L2 costs a uh, 10 cents. Man.
0: I, w- I need to read more about this. This is uh actually this, this is the first time seeing this. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about this rebrand for Uniswap. Yep. they're rebranding potentially this is a governance vote still the unicorn this mm-hmm. looks like a medieval unicorn something you'd put on like
1: a knight's shield right. like a suit of arms what's mm-hmm. what's going on here okay ryan let's play a game here uh, on the count of three thumbs up or thumbs down it was whether you like it ready okay Three, two, one. Oh, down. wait i can't see oh. it you gotta put the camera yeah <laughs> oh, okay I, so I i'll tell it. you uh, I like that, that was four. thumbs down from ryan thumbs up from david yeah, so people can see that.
0: I like number four actually because mm-hmm. that preserves in the simplicity that I love. But like, yeah, one, two, three, just a bit too complicated for me. Two's, it doesn't a, two's have like a little the, bit of a mess.
1: Two's a little bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have like the Apple,
0: you <laughs> know, esque simplicity. Can I draw it in the sand? That means it's sure. a good logo. Like mm, that's a good take. It's a little too much for me, but that's I, I like it. Like I would,
1: you know. Put this on my shield, maybe but. <laughs> <laughs> that shield that you have. I, I like pulling yeah. forward the like the medieval era of Europe into like DeFi. It's just like such a such a juxtaposition that it's so crazy that it kind of works. Um, this is actually not know, official, man. so this is actually going up for governance vote. So if you are a uni token holder and you want to participate you can in say the yay or nay. you can say yay or nay on this. So yeah, Uniswap getting a rebrand question mark. Yeah,
0: you know what? So this is the thing. I feel like we're post uh, medieval era, David. I feel like we're renaissance. Is this right a, yeah okay y- mm-hmm. old era. web web 2 is medieval all right we are we are renaissance and then moving into the modern era that's uh, whatever I'm josh josh we right need now. your help josh <laughs> rosenthal <laughs> josh, josh
1: rosenthal what era are we in
0: <laughs> uh raises okay matter <laughs> labs mm-hmm. uh matter labs just announced 50 million in new funding for zk sync pretty excited about yes. this because this is like a starkware-esque uh zk roll up it's going to have the evm general purpose smart contracts inside of a roll up um they released some sort of a a testnet i believe um a month or two ago i'm not sure when mainnet is coming but it has to be soon and they just raised another 50 million dollars pretty impressive
1: congrats matter labs what's the valuation on this now after they raised 50 50 million uh
0: above a billion over a billion i know that yeah, yeah. i don't congrats. know all of the details congrats. of this race. they yeah. are too hot Layer twos are hot and they're raising and they're well funded yep. and yeah they're coming they're gonna be here. There were you know other it. raises
1: this week but uh, that's the only one that we got. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the only one we're talking one. about. It's the best one. Yeah. Jobs. Jobs. What's the reminder, David? Get a job. Why haven't you got a job in crypto yet? Your Web two job is not as cool as a Web three job. If you're not even in Web two, then it's definitely not as cool. Uh, get a job. Get a job in crypto, okay? Either work for a DAO or
0: work for a protocol company or some sort of company in crypto, okay? You're listening to Bankless, so you obviously are already down the rabbit hole. Crypto is probably one of the top five things that you think about all the time, if not like the number one thing. So why not let it consume all of your waking hours?
1: (laughs) Just, Just let it happen. Just, let, just, let it, just just let it just let ha- it happen. Just, give, just in. give
0: in. Just give up. Yep. People people tell have told me David that I say the word capitulate mm-hmm. too often. I was just about to say the word capitulate. Yeah. You should capitulate and get a job yes. in crypto. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about these jobs. Uh, these are new this week Ooh, in Bitwise. the section. Bitwise,
1: nice. All right.
0: Okay, so Bitwise is an asset management company, mm-hmm. bridging kind of the I guess the old world. Of finance and the new world
1: of crypto. Love that company. Doing God's work by funneling boomer money into our crypto assets.
0: Look at these job titles. Oh my god. Crypto research analyst, NFT NFT specialist. specialist. What? Wow. Wow. That's Ah, awesome. Dream job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Research analyst, new research smart contract platforms in web three all day. Do you want to spend all of your day doing those things? A crypto research analyst is a governance specialist.
1: These job titles are amazing. Okay, Head so, of okay governance specialist. I want to hang on this one real quick because it's really, really okay. cool. Bitwise is an asset management company, they have assets under management. They have to be governors. And so you can be a governor specialist for oh, managing the is. governance of, I, mean, I, I think. They have I tokens
0: think. that you have to vote, like right. be a proxy voter for. Yeah, right. How crazy is that? So you have to, wow. It's such cool jobs, guys. Uh, head of growth at Dex Guru Sounds amazing. Technical lead at Draftly. An accountant at Smart DeFi. A product manager at Smart DeFi. Head of research at Immutable. Sorry. Head of Ethereum research at Immutable. Head of tokens at Immutable, community manager Dexable, lead engineer at HatStop Finance, community manager Eagronom, a CTO at Eagronom, senior backend engineer Smart DeFi, blockchain technical CTO Merit, community manager Argon, founding blockchain engineer, highlight. I could go on. There are so many jobs on this job board now. We have promised to read all of the featured jobs. So that's what we have done, guys. But. What you need to do is go to the jobs board, link in the show notes, x y z slash jobs, hit subscribe. You get these via email. And not only do you hear it from us weekly to get a job, you get an email alert saying, here are the jobs that you can get. Mm -hmm. That's what you need to do. Yes. Uh, Man, you don't find job titles like this anywhere else. Absolutely not. This is crypto.
1: I'm bummed that we don't have a meme lord, but that's because all the meme lord jobs get snapped up too damn fast.
0: That's right. We could use another meme, Lord too. So maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll post around, mm-hmm. David. All right. Uh, let's talk news of the week. All right. Big news of the week. Let's start with a Discord. Yeah. What are they doing, man? I would. Discord is where I spend so much of my time. It is the, the office. For crypto, that's like going to the office and
1: basically logging to a Discord server. What did they tease this week? Yeah, they teased an Ethereum integration. The CEO of Discord says probably nothing with an image of the Discord icon plus Ethereum. And then also has MetaMask and Wallet Connect right next to the connections page. So some sort of like address authentication, address integration into Discord uh, being teased. Ryan, there's... They know what we want. They know what we want. what we want. They do know this is what we exactly want. exactly what we want. Sadly, there is a very sad part two of this story. Uh, okay, where part two. After, uh, let's see, about a day later, the same CEO tweets out, thank you for all the perspectives, everyone. We have no current plans to ship this internal concept. For now, we're focusing on protecting users from spam, scams, and fraud. Web3 has a lot of good, but also lots of problems, and we need to work through at our scale more soon. So like what they t- they tease this they tease this thing and then they had to say like don't worry guys we're not actually doing this so yeah what the hell happened you wanted There's a, a-, a two day period
0: this is by the way these are like tweets from the ct from the CEO Jason Citron who is mm-hmm. the founder of Discord right mm-hmm. this is the guy who who would be in the know it almost feels like um something happened right. within that forty eight hour period of time right. to like chill him on the concept or chill them on the concept they get it like a call from a regulator. Like, what do you think happened? Uh,
1: they got, I, I think we know what happened is that he got absolutely mobbed by the anti crypto folk of the world, right? And no so, way. Yeah. So here, here's Anthony Sazzle0X uh, saying on, on a tweet. This is uh, this is wild. There are literally hundreds of quote tweets like this. People quote tweeting the the, the um, Discord CEO, and he also says, "Imagine being this uninformed about something, but also still have a, such a strong opinion about it." So there are four tweets in here. Okay, so uh, somebody somebody who's not in crypto Twitter says, "So this is the Discord CEO teasing some sort of crypto integration. Make sure to let him know Discord know how much you hate this, both on Twitter and here. Go there, make a thread, yell, tell your friends to do the same thing. NFTs and crypto belong in the trash. That's just." One. There's another one. Let's go on. Uh, I don't like to use my platform for big statements often, but Discord recently had a work in progress. Uh, yeah, a work in progress blog post about a partnership with Axie, a community that exploits people in an MLM structure, indebting oh new users God. and making them share personal data. This is the antithesis of trust and safety. We could go on there. So apparently, the Discord. Yeah. Uh, I am canceling my Nitro subscription immediately and will be encouraging all my friends and followers to do the same. I will not support a platform that aligns itself with crypto and NFTs, not to mention MLM schemes and sharing of personal data. Oof rough mlm Maybe. is multi-level marketing yes right? big oof big oof the ceo of discord informally teasing integration with ethereum wallets ethereum misspelled isn't surprising discord is a home of number of nft grifts masquerading as exciting projects and it's en vogue about no nothing tech lords but it's definitely a disappointing development damn i want to swear nothing i want to swear lords? i want to swear. Everyone, F off. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like, ugh, it's so frustrating. And like, this goes back to the cognitive dissonance that people have about cryptos. Like, oh, you didn't get rich off Bitcoin? Well, you hate it because of the environment. Oh, like, you haven't made any money off NFTs? That's because they're a scam. Oh, MLM schemes? Guess what? The dollar's an MLM scheme. Like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And the fact, like, I understand as a CEO why he had to capitulate to this. Here's me saying capitulate. Um, <laughs> but, like, damn, is it is it really frustrating. Because, like, that could do, like, sign in with Ethereum, self-authenticated, like, self-sovereign identity where you don't have to sell your data to Google or Yahoo or Facebook just, to sign in. Is the exact opposite of what they're talking about.
0: David, here's the thing, dude. It's just a, a login with MetaMask. Right. If you don't like it, don't freaking use yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you
0: don't like it, don't use it. Why are you getting mad that somebody's building an integration to something like, di- look, the biggest Discord server in the world is Axie Infinity. Right. 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 Don't you think those members? Of Discord, those users of Discord would like some integration with their MetaMask wallet. Mm-hmm. I asked this question because I saw some of this pushback. I actually didn't read everything that um, that that you just put up, but um, this guy said Discord is pausing NFT plans after the huge ba- backlash. Apparently, some people in the gaming studio totally hate NFTs, and I was previously unaware of that. But you read some of the the, the quote tweets, so I asked the question of um one of the guys who uh was tweeting this why like why do you hate it um and this is his response oh well did you i'm get blocked? unable to view it i i may have just gotten blocked <laughs> you, open it open it up
1: in a private browser then
0: okay let me let me try to open it up in a private. you can open that in a, okay let me open it up in a private pr- i didn't even respond to it anyway wow, you here's you a tweet. did get blocked wow brutal i i got blocked by basically saying okay so just so people know here's my response um Uh, he, Ryan tweeted this and he linked me to this thread and I said, I appreciate this reply. This is exactly what I was looking for. I'm not going to use this thread to push back against these points, but I hope you stay tuned into the NFT community to hear the counter arguments. Apparently I got blocked over that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it goes, but basically the, the thread now that I can see it in, um, incognito mode, NFTs are harmful to games and the entire thread is basically a few points. One, um, energy, okay? Mm-hmm. So like the environmental issue, every NFT um like kills the environment, right? Um which by the way in 6 months the Ethereum merge that'll no longer be an issue. Ethereum will reduce its energy expenditure by 99.9%. If you know anything about this, you've done any research then you obviously know that nfts are not on bitcoin it's also like
1: individual nfts don't actually add more carbon to the air it's just like Ethereum's ecosystem as a whole it's not nfts (sighs) yes exactly that's another subtle point
0: that seems to be missed and then going through it it's basically like play to earn is is um, toxic to the gameplay mechanics right turns it into a multi-level marketing type scheme right Mm -hmm. and it's like our response well, then just don't play those games. You're not losing right. anything right. from uh-huh. the existing games that you play. Like you right. don't have to play an Axie if you don't want to. And uh and then um, they, they basically don't believe the premise of we control you control what you buy. Right. So they're like, it's you already control what you buy in a centralized database. And if the gaming company goes away, then like the NFTs go away anyway, right? So that's another point. Not really understanding the difference between like like property rights and being able to port your nft from game to game. Um also the one good point in this thread was basically a point that we've talked about before which is like what happens if all of the games turn into like these grinds mm-hmm. for um for money, right. right? What does that do to gameplay? Does that remove the fun, right? So like a whole massive thread of criticisms mm-hmm. maybe a few points but mostly misinformation. Big swing and a like big swing and a miss. So uh, again, I, I don't understand why there's this disconnect. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize until this Discord thing that some of the gaming industry actually hate crypto. Like they hate NFTs and they hate what we're doing here. I didn't realize any of this was the case. But I think there's a massive amount of um, misinformation out there and just like like lack of education on what crypto is actually trying to do. Any other thoughts here?
1: Yeah, the concern about, like, what happens if these games just turn into a grind and they suck out all the the life out of the game? You know what else is a grind? Working from below poverty wages in a country that doesn't have jobs (laughs) to support you. That's also a grind. And that really sucks. And so, like, gatekeeping is like, oh, I don't want to dilute the art of my industry To the point where, like, you actually are like revoking people's ability to make an income from themselves, they do not know that the reason why Accident Infinity is so incredibly large is because it's supporting an entire like country's GDP right now. It got people through COVID in the Philippines, yeah. So, like, sometimes this is why, like, these I, I understand that people have cognitive dissonance about accepting crypto, there's a lot to swallow, it really breaks people's brains, but also, you are doing so much harm. By just jumping to conclusions that these things are harmful, you are, it is extremely frustrating. I'll stop there. It is,
0: yeah, it is extremely frustrating, but now we know this pushback exists, so uh, we can talk about it a little bit more. Uh, No pushback at Sotheby's, though. (laughs) They are auctioning off as many NFTs as they could. And this one is actually denominated in ETH, and it's for Banksy art, David. What's, What's the significance?
1: Yeah, so if I'm getting the story correct, Banksy went up to Sotheby's and made a stipulation saying, hey, when you auction off my piece of art, you have to do it in ETH. And so there's going to be a live auction for a Banksy art piece. And this is the auctioneer is going to be like, can I get 50 ETH, 50 ETH, 50 ETH, 50 ETH, can I get 60 ETH, 60 ETH, I, can, I, can, I can't do even do it. Gray, do not please. So yeah, <laughs> 60 ETH, can I get 60 ETH, 75 ETH? That's crazy. Imagine how many like non-Ethereum people, very rich art collectors are going to be in that crowd, hearing in, instead of, yeah, with their calculators, that's exactly right. Instead of hearing dollars, hearing ETH. And like this goes back to like uh, the the whole the first time we had this NFT like bubble where we started realizing that art is going to be priced in ETH. Well, part of that statement was because we thought all art was going to be digital, but now Ether is moving into physical art.
2: So physical
1: art is starting to get priced in ETH. That's crazy. It is crazy
0: and it's super cool and uh, yeah, it's just, it's unexpected that it's happening so quickly is what uh-huh. I would say. Um, let's talk about this though. Some, some bad news on the NFT side is like the games are fun to play, the art is fun to collect, but the tax optimizer is here to ask, have you thought about your taxes this year? <laughs> <laughs> this, stuff. this was an article I read, David. NFT games are fun. Filing taxes afterward is a nightmare. I'm not gonna go through this this whole article, but it's just kind of a PSA that the way the IRS and other nation states treat game items is as like physical property, okay? So if your Axie breeds with another Axie and you get a new Axie, then you got a new asset. And if you swap that asset for another Axie, it's an asset to asset trade and there's a capital gain on that trade. And I bet none of you listening are tracking that stuff, right? (laughs) No gamers are, okay? Why would they? But this is what the tax code says. And what I'm saying is as ludicrous as this sounds, right? um, one, you should be aware of it and conscious of it because if you wanna do the letter of the law with taxes, you have to record these transactions. But two, my God, how could we tax games in this way? How could we tax digital goods in this way? There's gotta be a better system than recording every single time and reporting the IRS every single time and Axie Infinity mates. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Like we gotta we gotta do better than this, David. Do you have any answers for us? Oh no no answers, but just more <laughs> illustrations of how nonsensical this is. Imagine you're like you're you're grinding against this boss, you kill this boss, it drops like a legendary sword and you're like shit if i pick that up that's a it's taxable a tax event, event.
2: <laughs> that's a tax event at i can't pick time. that up <laughs>
1: and when you pick that up right it's a tax event at that moment right. and
0: oh my god that that sword is worth $1000 mm-hmm. so now mm-hmm. you have $1000 in ordinary income you have to file on your right. taxes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, I, like, oh, we, we already know that, like, crypto the way crypto works, it's like just incongruent with the tax code. But, yeah. like, previously, like, the DeFi tokens and and like normal ether, like, it wasn't that bad where you can still do your taxes compliant yeah, it's, and, and for, it's, like stocks. DeFi whatever, summer yeah. came along and started to really, really get hard mess. Once gaming is here, it's like it is, it's it, like you, we have to yeah. rewrite the tax code or so, else you are getting none of it because gamers. Do not give a shit about their taxes.
0: Well, but look, listen to this. Imagine the exact same scenario I laid out, right? Dross, mm-hmm. d- uh, boss drops an item, you go to you pick up your sword, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a taxable event, and you're 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a 10-year-old kid. Little Bobby's You don't even know go what to taxes <laughs> are. Oh, sorry, sorry what Bobby. I hope yeah. you've reported that sword to yeah, the IRS. Yeah. Uh-huh. God, man. Anyway, <laughs> Bobby, what a mess. you gotta
1: stop playing the games. Your parents can't afford the tax bill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Bobby's responsibility. Bobby. Sorry, damn Bobby.
1: <laughs> all
2: right, all we right. Have, let's we talk have about too this. Much fun on this sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? Taxes can be fun, right, David? Mm-hmm. You're Joking about yeah. that—that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin news: The New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams is going to take his first paycheck, his first three paychecks, rather, in Bitcoin. Mm. Wow. Mm. This is a, a flag in the ground, and he's saying basically. I want New York City to be a crypto-friendly city. Mayors Mm -hmm. around the country, around the U.S. have done this, right? Mayor of uh, Miami, some other mayors as well. And uh, it's really cool that they're doing this. Vitalik had this blog post about like crypto cities. Mm -hmm. You know, mayors and cities have a bit more uh, ability to be flexible and experiment. And New York City is actually talking about launching a New York City coin. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they're going to do with this. but. It's kind of interesting, Eric Adams says, we're glad to welcome you to the global home of Web3. They're starting to see the jobs potential, the economic prosperity potential. They're starting to make the connection between that and Web3 and crypto. What it, what's your take, David?
1: Yeah, this New York City coin, it's of the same category as like the Miami coin that happened not too long ago. This is built on this DAX side chain bridge thing off of Bitcoin. I'm not sure of that connection there. Um, and uh, which is kind of weird because like Bitcoiners generally don't like tokens, especially especially not like city tokens. But if there's enough traction to justify, you know, another a New York coin, like absolutely, let's do it. Uh, so let, let's see what happens here. I still don't know what this whole city coin thing is about, but I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of experiments.
0: I really don't know either. And mostly I'm a fan of politicians saying, hey, we want this jurisdiction to be friendly to crypto. Um, all right, let's talk about there. I guess I have to consent to something. Okay, crypto firm Grayscale. This is big. Crypto firm Grayscale just hit 60 billion in assets under management. What's interesting about this is this is now larger than the top gold ETF. And this is both incredible from a growth perspective, but what a tragedy. Okay, what a tragedy that we have... Not really an ETF, but a fund that has additional rent extraction, like, you know, 1%, 2%, I forget what the grayscale uh, management fees are, rather than an ETF, and it's grown as big as gold. And it doesn't okay? actually track Bitcoin closely, not perfectly. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so like... The SEC is in action on ETFs. I know we got a futures-based ba- ETF. We need a spot ETF. Just take this grayscale ETF and convert it to an ETF. Do the right thing, guys. We're Now we're bigger than gold. You've waited four years too long for this. Four years too long. Retail could have had this already. Now you need to make up for, for lost time. Is the SEC listening, you think, to this, David? I, I, you think they're going to do that?
1: Well, Hester Pierce is. <laughs> hey hester hey
0: hester uh yeah we love your work by the way hester we just you know sec's gotta get moving on some things um gary, let's talk about gary this. though
1: lukewarm on him
0: yeah we'll see maybe he'll come on the podcast yeah. and persuade us david mm. uh jake trevinsky okay the infrastructure bill you probably heard about this had some really um terrible language uh in the bill regarding um tax reporting and, and crypto and all of these things it passed Yep. right so it's a pass in the house looks like it's it's moving towards approval or was it approved david i didn't catch up on the mm, news I last don't week know. I okay i don't know either but like for crypto what you know this is not great uh crypto stood up and pushed it out but here here's i think the main takeaway there's nothing really we can do at this point
1: in yep. time okay so like how is this going to get resolved do you think david um, well, if this does actually go into effect, like 75% of the infrastructure that makes this crypto industry work becomes illegal. Uh, and so at that point, we're, we just go to the courts because like, it's not like we're going to stop doing this. Uh, and so I, I think we might have a, a destiny in court, which will be fun to watch.
0: Yep. And it, pro- it doesn't take into effect until uh, 2024. So keep that in mind. Also, there will be some legislative pushes from basically the crypto lobby, people listening to this, um, to get this amendment, get this stripped from the bill. So there'll be that pushed. And then ultimately, if all of this fails, then we take it to the court system. So not the end of the world. I think crypto made a valiant stand against this. And I think we'll have some other, you know, um, steps up to bat to try to get this language out. But we got to remain vigilant. And I guess that's the story. There's nothing we can do at this point in time. But we will sound the alarm when there's more that we can do on this sort of thing. Uh, Jerry Brito has a good comment on that, too. We'll we'll include that in the show notes. David, PayPal getting some revenue increases on their quarterly earnings. Uh, They plan to increase their crypto offerings. You know what's so cool here is like corporations become addicted to quarterly earnings reports, basically. They're always looking for the growth, right? That's what the street wants from them, investors want from them, their company wants from them. And once they get on the crypto train and they start realizing some of that growth for crypto, they ain't coming back. They're going to do this more and more. They're going to double down on it, triple down on it. It seems like
1: that's what's happening with PayPal and Venmo. Any thoughts here? Yeah, Ryan here always says crypto pays you to learn about it. Well, all these like companies these financial services companies like integrate with crypto and they're like oh there's a lot more revenue here than i thought let's keep going and so crypto pays companies to integrate with it uh and this is how crypto wins it does totally david let's see some quick takes here what's this one yeah first one tim cook of apple says he's bullish on crypto and that he owns some so that's kind of cool i kind of think that's the whole story is that the whole story yeah wait what coins do you think he has probably bitcoin and ether yeah. Okay. Probably got to start oh, there. Oh God. Do you think uh, he has Doge? Oh God. I, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't get bet against it. <laughs> What's this next one? Matt Huang of Paradigm is joining the board at Stripe. Stripe, the, the massive, massive payments company that does a ton of volume. Uh, Matt Huang, a crypto native person coming on board there. He says, I'm excited to see them invest more energy into crypto and Web3. This is super cool. Basically, this is Stripe saying, hey,
0: we need a crypto native on the board and them getting a crypto native on the board because they're doing cool stuff in crypto. I think that's what's going on. David, what's going on with this? Dave Dow? David Dow?
1: Dave Dow, yeah. It's officially, it's officially Dave Dow. We have the Dave token. It's on Polygon. There are like 250 Daves. In the Dave Dow Discord. Uh, And so, like, (laughs) what I'm trying to do is, I'm trying to corral everyone into the day who's named Dave or David or Davy, or from what I've learned, if you're Italian, Davide, or if you are Arabic, uh, Dawed. Yeah, so all all forms of David are welcome into Dave Dow. We're trying to corral every single David that exists into the Discord. There's all over 250 of them, uh, and this has actually generated um, Matt Dow and Dan Dow. Dan DAO is Dave's Dow arch enemy. What is this? Just a fun experiment, or yeah. what are you expecting to fall out of this? Yeah. So yeah, the the cost of issuing a token, the cost of making a DAO, have collapsed so low that you can make a DAO out of anything right now. And so like, I think this is a great model of just like, when you strip away everything from a DAO and you just compact it down to just one single thing that people share. That is what this is, right? So you know the bankless DAO. That's a complex narrative. Like we want bankless technology, bankless culture. There's a lot of things there. What happens if you have a DAO collapse down to just the bare minimum, or just like one thing that people share? And I want I want named DAOs to get spun up all over the place. Uh, and so if you click that uh, that screenshot at the bottom, uh, somebody says finally. A place for Dave's can feel at home, <laughs> and I and then I quote and I quote him and say this is unironically the point of this, and I say in quotes, hey, I want to get into crypto. But where should I go? And if there's a bunch of name DAOs everywhere, you can just say, well, well, what's your name? Just go to your name DAO. And so the, the, we said Dave Dow is going to be maximally successful if we also get like Ryan Dow, Justin Dow, Sarah Dow also to get started. That should be our goal. Dave Dow, the CryptoPunks of Dave Dows, by the way, because we're the first ones. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a fun experiment. It's just the perfect level of meme and realness to to, to matter. And uh, the goal we have decided, the collective vision of Dave Dow is to buy the statue of David, so we can so we can own it. Oh my it. God, yeah. this and is so, hilarious. So dude. When, once one once once statue it's, it's, it's not for sale but like the power of crypto will will make it happen uh we are going to own the statue of david and it'll be property of dave dow wow this is very uh strange
0: and interesting Mm -hmm. and uh you know i don't have time to start a ryan Dow, but i'd probably join one Mm -hmm. so if there's some listener out there with the first name ryan then uh you've got some uh you've got some ideas that dave uh, david has just dropped you Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about this too, Optimism.
1: We were teasing it for the last couple of weeks. What did they just drop? Yeah, by the time that people listen to this, the Optimistic Ethereum, the EVM equivalent version of Optimism will be online. The the network is gonna go down uh, in 24 hours from a little bit yesterday. So that's gonna be coming up at the time of recording. By the time you guys listen to it, it should already be uh, back up line or maybe it's in that six hour window. But then, boom. Optimism is EVM equivalent, uh, which I think is going to be an iterative process, but moving closer and closer and closer towards EVM equivalence. Such a beautiful thing. Really excited for that. Congratulations to the Optimism team.
0: Yeah, uh, really cool for sure. We also wrote a fantastic post this week about Ethereum's roadmap. A lot of people have questions about Ethereum's roadmap, like so: When is the merge? What's it going to include? When the merge happens, will I be able to, um, you know, withdraw my ETH? Uh, what about? what about uh, sharding? What about scalability? When's that all happening? We wrote it up in the Ethereum roadmap update. Um, Trent from the Ethereum Foundation wrote that for us. So it's just a fantastic overview. We'll include a link to that in the show notes. Guys, we will be right back with our takes of the week and also what we're excited about. But before we do, we want to thank the sponsors that made this episode possible
1: bankless is proud to be supported by uniswap uniswap is a new paradigm in asset exchange infrastructure instead of a cumbersome order book system where trades are matched with other humans uniswap is an autonomous piece of software on ethereum which is what ryan and i call a money robot no human counterparties or centralized intermediaries just autonomous code on ethereum input the token you want to sell and receive the token you want to buy Something brand new in the Uniswap ecosystem is the Uniswap Grants Program is now accepting applications for grants. We have been saying this for a while and we'll say it again. DAOs have money and they are in need of labor. If you think that you have something to contribute to the Uniswap DAO, apply for a grant to Uniswap. Just look at the size of the Uniswap treasury. Proof-of-stake systems like Ethereum, Terra, and Solana allow the industry to move away from the hot, loud, and wasteful proof-of-work systems and return back to a cottage industry of individual stakers and individual validators. And that is what we need to make this industry stay decentralized. Individuals must play their part in crypto network validation. And that is what Lido is here to do. Lido makes staking accessible to everyone at the click of a button. By delegating your stake to Lido's network of nodes, you can access the yield offered by Proof-of-Stake Systems and claim your share of the network transaction rewards. Do you have 32 ETH and want to stake it to Ethereum, but running a node sounds intimidating? Or maybe you have less than 32 ETH and you need to pool your ETH with others so you can access staking yields. Lido offers a solution for both. Simply go to Lido.fi, choose which assets you want to stake and deposit them to the Lido validating network. Lido is working to make sure proof of stake stays as decentralized as possible and is committed to decentralizing its own validating network to eventually become a completely permissionless protocol. So if you want to stake your ETH, Terra or Sol and get liquidity on your stake, go to Lido.fi to get started.
0: Hey guys, we are back with the takes of the week. David, let's start with the PSA here. Don't get fished yep. on Uniswap. This is Harry.Eve giving us the warning. What's going on here?
1: Yeah. So for the listeners, this is a visual thing, but if you're on Twitter, those the links that populate on Twitter, they come with, with a preview, right? And so if you're used to seeing the same links, you'll see the same previews. There's a, a link here that has the Uniswap Unicorn logo. It says unicorn, uh, Uniswap.org, it says Uniswap Swap, and they're all the same things that you'd see on Uniswap. Uh, so Ryan, let's go ahead and click that link and see where it goes.
0: Am I gonna get uh... Fished
1: here? Oh, we are not on the Uniswap page. We are on a page uh, called harrydenley.com, who's probably the, the guy that made this website, slash fake Twitter unfurling. And it says, do you trust links? Well, you shouldn't. Uh, and so basically there is a way to make a link on Twitter look like it's going to some place and then take you to a different place. And uh, the idea is that like it could take you to a clone of Uniswap that looks like Uniswap, acts like Uniswap, but instead takes all of your money. So don't get phished. This is a new scam that we've seen uh now that we know about it uh check your urls check your links verify everything
0: guys and there are so many phishing scams out there okay so like discord all the time i don't know yeah. 20 times a day yeah, i get don't, i get hit up by things okay don't click um, weird
1: links in discord
0: i get text messages uh these days you know like ledger had a leak right. for instance that gave away a whole bunch of you know uh people's uh, email addresses phone numbers. i've gotten letters okay uh like in the mail physical letters like phishing like
1: please mail if us you're back in crypto <laughs>
0: yeah it, like basically uh if you're in crypto expect to get these things and they'll look like they're coming from legitimate sources that's how a fish works so this looks like it's coming from uniswap i get uh text messages from google right google support saying you got to check your gmail like stuff like this be on the lookout for it if you are in the crypto industry for any amount of time you are be going to become a phishing target. So be very skeptical of messages from unidentified sources as they come in. Um, David, what's your take here?
1: Yeah, this is actually a talk that I gave at at a local San Diego meetup condensed down into tweet form. I'm still working on the talk. Uh, But basically, I say, historically, banking has always been centralized while artists have always been at the margins. Artists are on the frontier. They are exploring the margins. And I say, with crypto, the institution of banking is outsourced to the individual, Banking is now also on the margins where the artists are. And I follow it up saying, I'm so damn bullish on human culture. If you put the money next to the artists, what do you think happens? Artists create more things. Like, that's awesome. Uh, And that is why I'm bullish on humanity. Yeah. uh, Crypto is
0: very bullish on humanity. Actually, this is, uh, at least I think the Ethereum ethos very much is. Um, Let's take this take from uh, Jason Choi. I'll read it out. Slow success builds character. Fast success builds ego. That's the take. He says, it explains most of the people you'll meet in crypto. Wow, that that's true. This one hit me like uh, as far as like, hey, this is my experience in, in crypto. There are a lot of people in crypto that have gotten wealthy very quickly. And uh, some of them become pretty egotistical as a result of that. Um, some of my favorite people are the people who have been here for a long time and have gotten wrecked a few times, okay? Like, just, like, made some dumb mistakes and gotten absolutely destroyed by them at some point in time, right? Or at least been through some shit, right? right? Like, so going through... 2018 2019 holding eth you had a 95 percent
1: price drop guys okay even more if you kept on buying on the way down like i did
0: (laughs) right that was even more painful (laughs) so that's the type of uh thing experience that really builds character and honestly it's like a quiet humble type of um type of character right? right but like on the other side you see a lot of people who man they just yolo bet on something now they know everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hi i've been in crypto for like eight months and i know exactly what's happening and i've made like uh you know a 50x return okay Mm -hmm. i see a lot of these people and uh, they have pretty large egos because they haven't gone through the, the the trenches that others have so i don't know this one just resonated with me and it kind of explains what's actually going on it's like um too much success too quickly can build ego in, in, like, when it
1: happens to people. Let's do a thought experiment. Say there's two people. Both of them, at one point in time, both have a million dollar portfolio. One person ground and did research and was patient and was re- responsible and dollar cost average into responsible assets that went up. And now that person, over the course of three to five years, has a million dollar portfolio. This person B, aped into Dogecoin, and they were poor for all three to five years, and then all of a sudden they have a million dollars. Both people have a million dollars. Who do you think is going to be still wealthy like in the next year, right? Right. It's right. the guy that figured out how to actually maintain long-term wealth and long-term responsibility, right? Like If money comes to you extremely quickly, it can also go away from you extremely quickly. Uh, so it's good to practice long-term thinking, long-term responsibility, uh, because again, that's what Jason Choi says builds character
0: yeah and you know i know someone's listening he's being like hey look everyone in crypto has gotten rich quick okay don't right. talk to me i've yeah, been like time, investing time relative, for like 30, yeah. 30 mm-hmm. 40 years right but like but then i go back to somebody like uh you had on uh, layer zero this week dc investor right. okay mm-hmm. like dc investor has been here for a while and he's gotten wealthy via crypto and nfts right but this is it wasn't an overnight success go listen to his story okay he he's been thinking about how to get out of the rat race and use his money so that his capital works while he's sleeping for like his entire adult life since college, okay? And like, this is not, and he's been involved in all sorts of different communities uh, like this investment communities. This is not, you know, uh, suddenly he got rich because he made a lucky bet type of story. And it's funny too, because I see in somebody like DC Investor that slow success that's built up character rather than the ego and uh, yeah i think that's what you get so even in crypto people think it's like overnight success but it's but it's not and some of the best some of my favorite people have have gone through some serious stuff in crypto in order to get to the other side here
1: yeah we are blessed that crypto moves faster than the rest of the world and that includes our markets but you don't want to go too much faster than that that's when things become sustainable that's right and you know keep your ego
0: in check right because uh this stuff is fleeting okay Let's let's talk about this take uh, from Sam Altman. David, why don't you? uh, Yeah. Sam Altman says,
1: there is a special combination of optimism, excitement, camaraderie, exploration, frontier, speed, and knowing a shared secret that existed in the startup community of 2005 to 2012. It has been dormant for a long time. It's nice to see it again in the Web3 community. I really like that shared secret element. And this is like the difference between the people that like, like hounded the Discord CEO. The people that hounded the Discord CEO to get him pulled back on that Ethereum integration, they didn't know the shared secret. Only we know the shared secret. We've got the secret.
0: <laughs> this is Sam Moulton, by the way. I think this is the Y Combinator guy mm. uh, as well. Uh, so, you know, that has some resonance here. This is a take from Polynia, one of our favorites, talking about modular blockchains generally, but also has some fantastic k- uh, takes. And he talks a lot about the settlement layer. And here's his tweet. Uh, on five top criteria that matter for a settlement layer, this is the the base layer, the layer one for assets and transactions and like the property rights layer that we talk about so much in Bankless. He said the five things that matter are a culture of users running nodes, running their own nodes, wide token distribution. That's number two. Credible neutrality. It's number three. Number four is Lindy effect that's like time without it breaking and then number number five is liquidity and then it follows up with this bitcoin is still arguably the leader so it's frustrating to see there's no concentrated effort to support rollups. i think that's like two takes within the take right, right. it's like bitcoin should be supporting rollups because arguably it's leading or it's number the, one of the number one contenders in a lot of these uh things but um i i guess you know my, my take off of this is uh one i completely agree but this is also why not all layer ones are equal right just because you say you're a layer one doesn't mean you have these five characteristics your users running nodes wide token distribution credible neutrality lindy time without breaking and liquidity okay like and you have to have five of these to actually compete in the game and of the chains that are competing in the game it's honestly right now it's only bitcoin and ethereum that's like that's, why, that's why we
1: consider those two things the bankless things because they are actually fighting for these five properties. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So it, anyway, it was just nice uh, to see kind of a breakdown of of what those things are. And if you have anything to add to this, David.
1: Yeah. I, I put out a tweet that was along the lines of like, hey, do you have an, a favorite L1 that you identify with? And like everyone in crypto has a, their favorite L1. And then I said... Uh, Do you actually, uh, do you understand the values that are embodied in that L1? Because if you haven't consciously thought about that, you need to. Uh, People just, and then reply to that, like, oh, my favorite L1 is this. My favorite, like, kind of misunderstanding the point of the tweet. and so this, when I say, like, do you understand the values of what is embodied in your L1? It's, it's a lot of this, like, do the people run the nodes? Is the actual system decentralized by the people for the people? The, is there a wide token distribution? Do we all have access to the upside? Is it credibly neutral, credibly neutral or does it king make? Does it bestow rights that some people have that other people don't? How long has it been running without breaking? And then, of course, liquidity, which we talked about at the very, very beginning of the show, uh, is the actual L1 asset liquid?
2: Yeah.
0: Do you know it's not listed there
1: is a uh, transaction
0: throughput? Yes, yes. How many How many TPS transactions per second you have? Well, so is that, that's
1: why he says, I'm frustrated to see that there's no concerted effort to support roll-ups on Bitcoin because actually he, he did actually put that there, but it's again, not at the settlement layer because TPS doesn't happen at the settlement layer. TPS happens at the roll-up layer. That's right.
0: Bitcoin could totally do this. It's just not. It just needs a hard uh, fork. <laughs> Let's see this, David. What's the, what's this tweet and what's the take here?
1: Yeah, this is Klon. Klon is the OG guy behind the Cool Cats NFTs, and he does a a wow. uh, uh, first now and then later um uh, uh tweet or picture. There's two tweets two pictures 2015 there's this kind of like shoddy looking tent with a bunch of uh cat drawings that are hanging up on strings you know kind of looks pretty eh, weak um, <laughs> but turns out the guy really cares about cats and didn't quit and now in 2021 on the right side you see cool cats on like these led screen screens which amazing. are in new york amazing and so, Times Square. This is what I'm talking about. This is the exact perfect representation of what I'm talking about. When you remove central banking and you push money and banking to the periphery where the artists are, all of a sudden these guys that really care about their art that are going to stick with, through it get funded. And all of a sudden we see cute little cats on Times Square billboards. This is what happens when you fund artists. This is the power of NFTs. This is the power of having a, uh, an asset like uh, being able to democratize making nfts making assets to everyone you you generate communities you generate culture you generate art so congratulations to clon if you're listening to this i actually met you at uh, the la cool cats meetup i don't know if you know who knew who i was but i appreciate all of your work and i love your community
0: yeah, it's just like what, this is like the golden age for creators, man. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunities here, you go from kind of a tent and obscurity to you You go from like Times Square, right? And this is only possible because of crypto. Back in 2015, when Khan was in this tent, mm-hmm. like this whole NFT avenue was not available to him. And he, didn't even he wasn't have the even NFT thinking about like it. Then. Yeah. We didn't even, it hadn't even been invented. So what a golden era, what a golden age to be a creator uh, these days, David, let's talk about, uh, what, what we're excited about. So let me ask you the question. What are you excited about this week?
1: Yeah. Two things, Ryan, two things. I'm excited about these, this, uh, thing that I learned called manifold contracts. Uh, Hmm. and there's a, there's a story here. So while I was at NFT NYC, uh, the last day, Friday, I went to an in real life NFT art show. Uh, and a little fun fact about me, fun fact, uh, is once upon a time I was a, a photographer that was really interested in uh, taking like cityscape city skylines geography pictures and then making like these hdrs where you would take pictures and across many many brightnesses and then compress them down into one image so you get the full range of color and spectrum it added like a bit of a surreal nature to these like cityscapes i go into this nft in real life art show and i see this uh very, very surreal uh, drone footage of New York. And it was like 20, it was on a loop, but it was like 20 minutes long. And I watched the whole thing and I was just like <laughs> mesmerized by it. And so it's like this this guy took a drone, flew it around New York, added this like AI like algorithm to make it really, really surreal, really, really like watercolored. colored. Uh, he calls them the painted cities. Uh, and then I met the artist cause he was there. Uh, and so there's there eight different individual units that he was displaying uh, and he, he hadn't actually minted these things and so I do a handshake deal with him and I buy every single one, uh, the whole series, <laughs> to swept the floor. And the thing is we, they weren't minted. So it was a handshake deal and so I've had to go on a journey with this guy, with this guy Nate, uh, to actually figure out how to mint these damn things. And I didn't really realize how big of a problem this is that is currently being tackled right now by so many different teams. And so I asked around, because if you mint mint them on like foundation, if you mint them on super rare, you're putting the um, uh, the what's that word provenance in in Foundation or super rare. And we don't want that. That's a little bit of the Web 2 model. I'm, I'm sure Super Rare and Foundation have something to say about this. Uh, but I want the artist to have the provenance. I want to buy them from Nate, the artist, not Super Rare, the platform. And so I want Nate to, to mint the tokens. And so going through the journey of like asking people around, like, hey guys, like how do, we, how do we do this? Because I want my art, I want my NFTs that I paid a lot for to be on all the platforms, not just the one that we minted them on. We discovered this thing called Manifold Contracts uh, from the Manifold team and Manifold is this cool NFT minting platform that uh, they call it stateless as in like it doesn't host anything. It takes your tokens and mints you some contracts that is yours as an artist uh, and then you can mint the NFTs and that is again your contracts and then it takes the data of the NFT, the actual JPEG or in this case uh, like a gigabyte size of of, uh, footage, puts them on our weave for decentralized file storage. and then the tokens are owned by the artist but and can go anywhere open SuperRare, super rare foundation like whatever nft platform show up and it gives complete ownership to the artist so uh, so manifold doesn't actually collect any rent from this process. They are just supporting infrastructure to mint these tokens. And I'm really bullish on that. That's really, really cool. Uh, and so uh, we're waiting for gas prices to come down because uh, it's gonna cost a bunch of gas to mint these things. But I'm really excited for that. And I'm just like learning through that whole process, we're gonna get a manifold on a state of the nation to talk about this process. And that is what I'm excited about. Only the first thing, though. The second thing is I'm also (laughs) excited about Metaverso in Puerto Rico, which is the first week of December. So Puerto Rico Blockchain Week, G Money's throwing Metaverso. I'll be speaking there. So if you guys are going to Metaverso in Puerto Rico for the first week of December, I will see you there.
0: That's awesome. Very cool, man. Yeah. yeah it's uh yeah, I, I would love to learn more about manifold honestly mm-hmm. and this whole minting process from from that angle. I've not uh not learned about that yet.
1: Yeah, no, it's I'm glad I actually had the experience. I didn't know that this was a problem that exists and now I'm exploring how to solve it. And so I will report back when I find out. Ryan, what are you excited about? Um what am I excited?
0: Okay. So I'm excited that like so it, I always think about this a little bit when the holidays about which is like talking to friends and family about crypto right because you know they're going to ask especially in up years usually they're quiet like in the bear market um so i tweeted this out uh what was the most common objections to crypto you hear from your family and friends just you know, put that out there then i read through the objections david and my impression was like holy crap that's all you got right like most of the objections are just a result of a massive education gap I was was left, again, with the impression that we're still early. It was just the same old stuff, like nothing backs a Bitcoin. Um, The governments are going to shut it down. Uh, It doesn't scale. I can't buy my coffee with crypto yet. It's like the same old objections that have been answered in a thousand ways uh, a thousand different times. Like. There's really nothing meaningful here that that's new or different uh, and so yeah, I was just left with that that impression that's like wow it's been a while since I've kind of peeked my head at up from crypto and like talked to people in the real world who aren't yet I guess crypto pilled aren't yet into uh like why we're in this industry and in what we're doing here and the objections just haven't really gotten any better in fact the they've deteriorated right it's like right. even even like um what what does crypto actually do what are the products behind it like wow i mean we have answers to all of those things now i mean go check out a dharma wallet just like where else can you get you know eight percent yield mm-hmm. okay like it's like nfts where, where do they exist uh like the, the metaverse like facebook is even seeing this future uh so i think it'll be a different conversation i guess um you know, during the holidays for for many people and uh, we'll have a lot to show. But like, I guess just be prepared. The objections haven't really gotten any better. And I guess that's bullish for uh, for crypto.
1: I, I think my take here is that if they haven't gotten better and they've only gotten worse, that's because they only worse and worse objections actually can work anymore because yeah. like we've we've answered all the good objections here's a good objection and then we solved that problem right and so we we're actually eating away at all the objections because we're actually delivering on some of these promises
0: yeah, I think th- I
1: think that's true, too. So anyway, that's uh, that's what I got. David, you ready for me of the week? Uh, yeah. Which one? We got two of them this week, right? <laughs> we'll oh, this, this one's one. good. Yeah. OK, so this is uh, we've, we've done this meme format before. So this is the army man protecting the sleeping child. Right. So we have the SEC and it's protecting the, the sleeping child from a bunch of money coming in with the airdrops like no SEC <laughs> does no money for the ch- for, <laughs> for the for the child. Meanwhile, on the other side of the frame, we have crypto scams coming in hot with grenades and knives going right for retail investors. So SEC, protecting you from those airdrops, but not from the scams. Hmm, weird. This
0: about summarizes it and maybe uh, is a call for a switch of priorities there.
1: Um, David, let's see this next tweet. What's this? This one's great. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure Michael Wong made this one, but the last time I said this on the show, it turns out it was actually you, Ryan. So maybe you'll correct me. This was not me. This was not you. Okay, (laughs) so this is the, the guy looking in the mirror of his car. The mirror says, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. The guy is Bank's. Banks are looking in the mirror. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. What's in the mirror? L2 scaling, just coming, <laughs> coming fast. Coming fast. <laughs> he's is chasing exactly right. down like a predator, that's mm-hmm. awesome. All right guys, Ryan is about to give his very famous disclaimer. But after the disclaimer, we have two moments of Zen. They are both songs about ENS. One is about the <laughs> ENS DAO, one is about the ENS Airdrop. They are both really catchy. And I'm just extremely surprised that both of these songs are fantastic. One of these, uh, the first one is gonna be by a guy, uh, Jonathan I think is his name, that makes one song a day. And he's done this for like 5,000 days or something like that, something crazy. Uh, and the other song is a rap artist that I don't know, but they're both good. They're both good. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Ryan, tell us about going west. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Stay tuned for the sick beats, but I got to tell you, none of this has been financial advice. Of course, ETH is risky. Bitcoin is risky. All of crypto is risky. You could definitely lose what you put in, but what are we doing, David? We are headed west. This is the frontier. It's not for everyone, but we're glad you're with us on the Bankless journey. Thanks a lot.
2: The core components of A stimulus. ENS got me feeling blessed. I got diamond hands feeling limitless. ENS, that's a bigger check. It's a bigger flex on the internet. ENS for my ether dress. That's an airdrop and a stimulus. Ethereum domain. Shout out my man, We blowing up like some probate. We still going up, so I'm holding. Smart contract down. I'm like, wow. Got some ENS for my ether dress on the that airdrop that's a stimulus ENS got me feeling blessed I got diamond hands feeling limitless ENS that's a bigger check it's a bigger flex on the internet ENS for my ether dress that's an airdrop and a stimulus I just got me a E NFT domains I got them for sale he said he paying in weave ENS stimulus treating me well. I made a cave by the beach. New opportunities we can excel. When I invest, I believe. I got some ENS for my Ether dress on the that airdrop, that's a stimulus. ENS got me feeling blessed. I got diamond hands feeling limitless. ENS, that's a bigger check, it's a bigger flex on the internet. E-N-S with my ether dress, that's an airdrop and a stimulus I got some E-N-S with my ether dress on the that airdrop, that's a stimulus E-N-S got me feeling blessed, I got diamond hands feeling limitless E-N-S, that's a bigger check, it's a bigger flakes on the internet E-N-S with my ether dress, that's an airdrop and a stimulus Airdrop and a stimulus Airdrop and a stimulus
1: Hey, we hope you enjoyed the video. If you did, head over to Bankless HQ right now to develop your crypto investing skills and learn how to free yourself from banks and gain your financial independence. We recommend joining our daily newsletter, podcast, and community as a Bankless Premium subscriber to get the most out of your Bankless experience. You'll get access to our market analysis, our alpha leaks, and exclusive content, and even the Bankless token for airdrops, raffles, and unlocks. If you're interested in crypto, the Bankless community is where you want to be. Click the link in the description to become a Bankless Premium subscriber today. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel for in-depth interviews with industry leaders, Ask Me anything, and weekly roll-ups where we summarize the week in crypto and other fantastic
2: content. Thanks everyone for watching and being on the journey as we build out the Bankless Nation.